This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. We're back on the Hafta. Some of you had said rather cheekily last week when the Hafta was a little late ki kya hua angrez apna lagan on news laundry hafta bhul gaye. And we said nahi although we were overworked and understaffed with Karthik and Parikshit both at location at the Media Rumble. Yet we did record the hafta. In fact, we gave you a hafta last week, which had the. Uh, uh, I, he doesn't like me to use the word expert, but Samrat, who is from uh, you know Bengal, Assam, Shillong, he's been all across that. He's lived there all his life, talking about the National Register for Citizens. So uh, we did come back. So I will say, thumping my chest again, Angrez apna lagan or news laundry apna hafta kabi nahi bhulte. When the advertiser pays, the advertiser is served. And when the public pays, the public is served. Support News Laundry. This week on the Hafta, here on the panel is a very well-balanced panel on gender, which we get a lot of criticism for. Now we have to learn to balance it on marginalized communities, which hopefully we should be able to do soon. We have Anand Vardhan. Hi, Anand. How are hello, you doing? Hello, hello. How's your health? Fine. Has the Delhi monsoon managed to get you down? No, no. Manisha Pandey, award-winning journalist. How's Hi, your health? Very bad. As coughing a, and sneezing and Delhi monsoon has got you totally got mm. me isliye kehta cigarette mat piya karo and madhu trehan our editor in chief hi congratulations on a spectacular media rumble and to everyone here at news laundry and to all our subscribers without you wouldn't have been possible and i'm abhinandan sekri we will discuss the following today and sorry joining us on the phone sorry ram uh, i couldn't see you and i'm such a sucker for the visual uh On the phone is Ramanathan Subramanyam, Subramanyan, sorry, with more than nine years of journalistic experience. Ram has been with NDTV, Times Now, and others, and right now he is partner for content and strategy for the News Minute, a wonderful portal that covers the four sta- southern states in more detail than I think any other portal. So, hi Ram, uh, I'll just tell you what we'll discuss today. High-profile exits from ABP News and. following editors guild statement some like it some don't like it um mm. the freedom uh, the foundation of media professional statement much speculation about what led to the exit we've carried a piece on it the wise carried a piece on it prasun has given his point of view hopefully we'll have more perspectives coming then we have the passing away of the dmk chief karunanidhi who was a huge huge presence in tamil politics we will have ram telling us about what that means for the future of politics in Tamil Nadu and also what was that fracas about he should be buried at uh, you know Marina Beach as opposed to the other place where they were giving him space to get buried there was also i think four deaths at his his basically funeral to nahi kahenge funeral hi kahenge na three deaths yeah, three funeral funeral really i didn't know those three deaths so because of the stampede, stampede, stampede and okay. because the thousands of people oh who came my god So um, then there's what's the robot article 35A uh, in fact day before yesterday i think there was a hearing the supreme court uh, doesn't even know what happened 35A for those of you who don't know is the article that grants special privileges to permanent residents of the state of jammu and kashmir and only they can buy property and settle there and outsiders can't and a delhi based ngo has filed a case saying that why can't we as indians also settle down there uh, then uh, there was the ghastly case of the shelter homes rapes in uh, muzaffarpur i mean i read about that case and i really even though we've been so desensitized i really didn't want to read no more and i saw the report on ndtv uh, and now they do it started off with i think uh, uh, correct me if i'm wrong at all started off with one shelter home, but went on to 12 right 
14 shelter homes and and we had actually broken that story um about two weeks ago and now it's snowballed into um they're doing a audit of uh, shelter homes across uttar pradesh as well because there have been some complaints in up in devaria so yeah there was that and of course the two stings one by india today of cops as hitmen in uttar pradesh the other was ndtv sting on these men who have been accused of lynching uh, pehlu khan um pehlu khan was carrying cows uh, and it's based in rajasthan and it was um, I, i mean you have to see that video to believe it so let's first start off with ram on the karnandi issue and then we can move on to the rest so let me get the first clarity on um two things ram um uh, that yeah. a i what is the significance of a burial happening for um, you know jalalita and anna and uh, karnanidhi all the hindus and secondly um okay. what is the the the, the prime uh, you know marina beach what, what is the status why did that become a point of contention that should uh, karunadev be buried there and for those of our listeners who don't know the full picture if you could quickly just also briefly tell us what the whole confrontation was that he should get a burial at at marina beach all right so you made three questions i'll go with them one by one all right so the first thing about burial as a hindu well uh, there are lots of communities here which are hindu communities which go for burial right uh, the idea that the cremation has to happen necessarily is a fairly brahmanical idea um we see mostly the upper certain upper castes which uh, which which go for cremation necessarily speaking but there are lots of castes uh, uh, you know which are oppressed castes which usually uh, which also go for for a burial so it's not necessary that uh, you know it's not really unheard of so oh, sorry was this that, uh, was this a pushback during the periyar movement to reject hindu customs or was it there before did it, did it predate periyar well i don't know frankly i i don't know so much history with regards to you know cremation uh, procedures but uh, i wouldn't think so i think uh, these are longer standing traditions uh, of uh, being buried and not uh, not 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 being cremated uh, i i think it would outdate periyar uh, that such that would be my guess all right uh but uh, either way i mean uh, i don't think that they're political so so to speak they're as religious uh, as uh, uh, you know when 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 the upper caste want to cremate uh, they um, it's not really a political statement to make uh, to to bury the body there are a lot of uh, uh, caste which which uh, continue doing that i see um yeah that's number one number two as far as where it's marina or whether it's the uh, gandhi mandapam it's near anna university See, the broad understanding the broad understanding always was that since anna was was uh, buried in um, in marina that that was uh, the space which was meant for dravidian star wars right uh, it's not like it's been recorded anywhere it's not like somebody came out and said that openly but in the minds of people in the minds of politicians the broad understanding was that anna was buried there mjr was buried there later jalalta was buried there See, for example when jalalta uh died none of us had this conversation right as to where she was going to be buried it, it was, was understood naturally uh, it was understood she'd be buried there exactly it was understood that she was um, you know it was going to she was going to be buried there and so you know that's what um, we kind of did so b- before i'm carries on i'll just explain to our listeners who anna is in case you don't know who anna is anna is anna durai who was the successor to periyar movement periyar was Erode Ramasamy Nayakar who started the Justice Party the Munnetra Karagam 
which is the basically fountain head for both the idm and dmk no 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 then justice party became a dravida kargam dravida kargam the dravida dravida kargam the dravida munnekar kargam which is dmk dmk yeah then it split so anna split it so basically anna is periyar successor the that's political successor. Yeah. you can say the political successor because uh, periyar never wanted to go to politics he wanted to remain as a social member yeah so that is the importance of being buried next to anna basically yeah you okay. could say that okay. because, so you, yeah, yeah. yeah so you can take it from here hmm. the broad understanding always was that uh, because anna was the political father for all the dravidian leaders who came after periyar uh, and he was buried in the marina uh, it was always understood that all dravidian stalwarts would be given a final resting at the marina beach near his samadhi um for instance uh, when jailalta passed away Uh, it was never a question of it was never a debate there was never a question raised as to where she should be buried and who whether she should get a place there or not it was easily understood and known that a final resting place was going to be uh, near marina also because of course mgr was also buried there uh, uh, but in this case suddenly this question uh, kind of came up uh, now why the government of tamil nadu uh, had to you know raise uh, you know start spark off a debate like this uh, uh what did they have in mind this is all you know anybody's guess uh, it's uh, you could you could think um uh, you know it, it was because of the chief minister's own uh, arrogance or uh, you know there are different kinds of rumors so we really don't know what happened but i think there is a very very broad consensus even among the aidmk leaders even among aidmk party men that that was entirely unnecessary uh you know whatever whether we like or not whether we like karunanidhi or not whether we agree with his politics or not he's a man who you know who who changed tamil politics and perhaps even indian politics forever sure and he and was huge a, a i mean person like yeah i mean just across the amount of time that he was there um in fact um i i, I read this book funnily enough i just started reading this book like 4 weeks ago and he died so um mm. uh, by um i think shreya uh, ravi shankar um there's the book on the sorry sandhya ravishankar sandhya sandhya right so um, i mean mm-hmm. so you get an idea of how at the age of 14 or 15 karnadhi had like jumped into politics and um, mm-hmm. how smart and how for how much time he kind of straddled so yeah i mean he is probably bigger than in in one sense to anna also well yeah not many would agree with that but yeah <laughs> i mean uh, did yeah he, it was remarkable his his political career uh, the impact See the imp- I think we have to always remember the kind of impact he had on Indian politics and our society at last today. For example, even Narendra Modi, when he spoke about federalism, uh, when he was a Gujarat Chief Minister, you know the foundation for federal politics was laid by the Dravidian movement. It was these guys who were talking about federalism long back in 1950, in 1960, right? Uh, you know, also of the Hindi agitation, uh, we were talking about the state's rights and the the right of of people to determine uh, what they would like to do in their geographical entity. Uh, right. So uh, everything else, federalism, we're talking about uh, you know linguistic rights. All the non-Hindi states today, which are fighting for uh, uh, you know linguistic rights of their own language, um, you know, all of them uh, uh, you know have to thank the Dravidian movement in some way. because long long ago these debates were made in the parliament uh, or in the assembly here in tamil nadu uh, and brought to uh, the larger public discourse only because uh, there were these people including karunaradi who sat down and thought about these issues so let's come out of that with the two sting operations let me start with you manisha since you are feeling so unwell you can just set the tone 
Um, two amazing stings. Um, each time one feels that journalists don't do anything brave. I think this is a brave thing to do. And for those of you who are listening from around the country, around the world, uh, I don't know whether you're aware, but media houses have a very um, careful relation with the UP government as opposed to other governments. I'll tell you why. Because media city, kya, media city, kya na, usko kya hai? film city is in Noida. That falls under UP. So actually the Noida and all that land, there is some, it's not freehold, it's lease. So actually the UP government has always had some leverage over all media houses ever since Film City was born. So, um, I mean, I'm not saying that they're always kind to them, but I know for a fact that uh, they report on the UP government a little more carefully than they would say on the Tamil Nadu government or the Gujarat government or the Rajasthan government. In such an environment, to do a sting like that, I think is fantastic. Those of you who haven't seen it, you have cops on camera admitting that if you want someone shot, 8 lakhs is the price. And the data they show, you know, since Yogi came into power, 1,200 encounter deaths. And when you see that, those, that data, you know, I don't know how we just thump about being the next superpower and liberal democracy. In any civilized country, numbers like this, and uh, again, I'm not saying that in America doesn't happen, but in America, one such death causes a national outrage. If there were 1,200 a year by cops in one state, only in, let's say, Texas. Uh, so There I, have been, uh, in America, there have been deaths, black youths targeted by... So I'm saying it causes yeah, and outrage. It, is, it has created, it has created an but outrage. I'm saying, imagine there were 1,200 in one state. Mm-hmm. And, and you had a cop on camera saying, yeah, if you pay me, I'll shoot the guy. And the, and the other, and the other, of course, was these guys who are saying that we have the support of the government. And usne gai ko kaata, maine usko kaat dala. Wo pani mangta ra. Maine kaat tune marti gai ko pani diya tha ki nahi diya tha. The glee with which they talk about beating a man to death is disgusting. I mean, it's vile. In fact, I was thinking in NDTV's case, I'm really wondering if a sting was needed. I think these guys would have knowingly also spoken about all of this, the kind of impunity they enjoy and the kind of... That's I mean, even you have the minister garlanding men who've just been, you know, uh, who've just bail. gotten out on bail. It's it's really now for large section, it's like punya ka kaam kiya hai. So they would brag about it. I'm, I was really wondering if the reporter had just gone saying, I want to interview you and you want to talk about it. I was wondering if they'd just speak with as much openness as they did. But the good thing in NDEV case is that... Um, it may just lead to some legal action also because in the Hapur case, I think uh, the victim's family has approached the Supreme Court and they've said that uh, they want to fast track the hearing and the Supreme Court is going to hear it out. So I, I'm hoping that this thing results in some uh, action and and some relief for the victim's families. But I think it's a big step up for NDTV because the last thing they did was <laughs> on auto drivers charging yeah. overcharging people at 5 rupees in Delhi. So... Yeah. Of the, you know. and, and the journalist spent a month or two doing this. He tracked. He spent quite a lot of time looking at, uh, trying to track these guys and speak to them. So it's, yeah, it's pretty. Did you see the India Today sting? No, India Today I missed. That well, sting. That I was know. that was a pr- that was very brave because that's again cops, man. And yeah. if the cop in the police station catches that you were yeah. trying to disting oh him, you no more get out of the police station. Yeah, you're done there. Yeah, yeah. You're finished. And again, in the India Today case, there have been reports about these encounter killings. I think Neha Dikshit has reported. She's gone to the families of the guys who were shot. Yes. There so, was that. And then NDTV had also, I think, in fact, Shruti, uh, who used to work with News Laundry, had done a story again, tracking the families. But again, when you see those guys on camera say it, it's it's another uh, yeah. okay, impact so, uh, altogether. Okay. Now, first one. Uh, today, there has been a case in Karnataka 
when an India Today reporter has been beaten uh, uh, by cow smugglers. Beaten up? Beaten mm. up and his mobile phone uh, has been broken. Mm. Mm. So uh, he was uh, actually uh, covering uh, uh, on a raid by police on on uh, say on information supplied by some animal protection mm. activists so uh, he was bitten up uh, there and uh, um, i hope media takes up that case too mm. uh, second is uh, that uh, uh, rajasthan sting case so uh, li- like uh, asimanand case where sting uh, he a lot of things here also mm. is bragging a lot of things I uh, always say that uh, whether it is uh, child lifting cow smuggling this uh, lynching is also a reflection of the retributive justice psyche in Indian society mm. that we would somehow give you that, that kind of uh, punishment that is uh, in proportionate to what we consider it as a crime. So so that street justice, instant justice, uh, so that, that is also a, a psyche of retributive justice in the, in popular culture. You also, you, in films, you see the hierarchy of villains is somehow decided by how uh, brutally you kill. So, so, the, mm. so the most wild person is killed most brutally. Mm. So also this retributive justice that we are the justice deliverers. Anyway, now let's come to ABP. Please tell us, young Manisha, who what would you happened? say? Who would you say in today's journalists or photographers hmm. has that kind of passion? You know, I actually find I I must be honest. I don't know that much about photographers, photography. So I I mean they may be very gifted and talented young people around, but I was recently introduced to the work of Bharat Tiwari who's written a piece or two for us. But I saw his photographs from the rumble, which he's posted. My God, he's brilliant. Even last day, he's just, the moods he gets just, I was just Why blown away. Publish it? We could publish. We should image. publish them. We should, in fact, ask him. Um, you yeah, know, we, we can, can do a photo essay. We can do a photo that. essay of the media rumble. Mm. He's got such stunning pictures. So yeah. Mm. So there were high-profile exits from ABP hmm. last week. Hmm. Uh, yeah, last week the managing editor Milan Kandekar quit. Uh, Prasoon Punya Prasoon Bajpayee, who was an anchor with ABP, quit. One of their uh, anchors, Abhisar Sharma, is on leave. I don't think he's quit, but he's he was sent on leave. And there were a lot of. Uh, How can you be sent on leave? Jao leave lo. standard in many television. Yeah, yeah. Sent on leave is very common. Go on leave. Oh, thank you, sir. That's nice, though. So anyway, it happened uh, in Mirror now also. An anchor mm. person was told to go on, or she was suspended for two weeks. There's mm. been a lot of conversation about what triggered this uh, exit, and uh, Punya Prasoon Bajpayee actually came out and wrote a piece where he explained some of the reasons, some of the circumstances that led to his exit, which includes uh, disruptions of his show, signal disruptions in his show, which were documented, and. Yeah. Uh, on four other ABP channels, Punya Prasoon Bajpayee's show Master Stroke is kind of it's uh, it's it's sort of anti-government. Hmm. I don't know if anti-government is the right word, but he does like in, yeah, that's if you what look his, at yeah. yeah if you look at prime time, very few people are doing what he's doing. Like he'll fact check no, every Manisha, claim that Modi's second, made. Basically, a journalist's job is to fact check yeah. and analyze what's happening in the country. 
I really don't think it should be seen as anti-government because mm. that is a journalist's job and the gov- government should actually grow up and understand that we're only doing a job is not against you personally. Mm. When you compare it to other prime times, it's it's a decidedly mm. a stance that takes on the Modi government specifically. So his show had caused a lot of issues. Uh, the management, from what we know, is the management was under some pressure because of his show, especially after one of his shows where he interviewed a woman who was uh, on a conversation with Narendra Modi. AVP team went to them and she said that I was tutored and then there were allegations, counter allegations. You had no less than Nirmala Sita Raman uh, mm. and uh, the INB minister tweeting out against ABP with the hashtag unfortunate journalism. No, then, they, then they conducted a press conference yeah, with the where, woman, she, where, she, said, said, where the, she said I was not tutored. Yeah. Then ABP News went back there and then asked her were you tutored for the press conference and she said yes. <laughs> so Poor baby's been... And uh, so th- the show was a big bone of contention. Even Abhisar Sharma's video blogs that he were putting also were a, were a big problem because he also decidedly you know, took a lot of stance that was anti-Modi government. And the management from what we know was always sent out confused signals. They tell them to tone it down and sometimes they tell me okay go with whatever you want to do and they'd invested a lot in the show so they couldn't also in the branding and everything so they couldn't take it off air either but I think what is to me interesting in all of this is that ABP the moment this happened it was being celebrated as this channel like oh my god truth to power journalism and all that ABP is as crass as many other of Hindi. course it, some of its prime times are pathetic we've shown them sensational no? crap yeah, crazy stuff. they do a lot of Modi Bhakti too Hmm. But they every now and then they do a ground report which is which really changes the narrative. And NDTV does that, but no one watches NDTV. So I think like whatever NDTV Hindi does, it's it has little impact. ABP has a wide viewership, so whatever they put out, it can really change. So for example, when Kas Ganj happened, you had a Dainik Jagran saying, you know, Hinduon ko hamla kara Muslim ne jayend bolne ke liye. It was ABP's reporters who first reported that Muslims were also celebrating Republic Day and that it was a jhadap between the two. It wasn't as if Muslims came out and started hurling stones yeah. at people saying jayend. Hmm. Uh, even uh, the Dera violence, they covered it really well. So they have really, they do really good ground reporting and what you get a sense from this Milan, uh, the managing editors, he kind of kept a balance of both like your crass kind of uh, sensational stuff pro modi bhakti kind of stuff and also a little bit taking on the government mm-hmm. and what is surprising is that now there's not even space for that so before 2019 you have no news channel which is going to even question the government on anything you have aaj tak which is not i mean i don't think aaj tak does that sort of journalism they have rohit sardana and all on their prime time z abp was one of the last largely viewed channels that went often against the government claims government stance to con official stances and so in the hindi language channel yeah, hindi and it was like i said it was not this great you know anti establishment journalistic enterprise it was very basic journalism they would do sometimes which also today is being viewed as something that oh it's anti government yeah, I, I think it's uh, i mean personally i think it's a disgrace the kind of tweets are uh, Mr. Rathor puts out yeah. uh, and be minister and now ministers in general I mean you know Trump has mocked the world over especially by his people for the kind of idiotic tweets he puts out uh, we have norm- for us it's normal we expect no better from our, our ministers yeah like why should a defense minister's tweet unfortunate journalism why? No, and also the kind <laughs> like, of you know the, the amount of fake news that they tweet the amount of stuff the threads that they tweet which are so dumb mm-hmm. I mean you're a minister Twitter is a dumb conversation place the dumbest actually but yet they resort to it but i do think that it what you said it's very worrying that and again people say oh it's been happening all the time and that equivalent sorry just i i don't buy it yeah i have been in in news for 25 years out of that miss there was mr ajit devagoda there was ik gujral there was the first two elections we covered and yes there are always pressures and there are always no pressures that's true 
but this water boundary but it was happened then it has never been like this and if there's some this young beyond propaganda this old is bhakts who are telling me it has i'm just saying that this equivalence that there's always been pressure a the media has never been like this when there have been so many media houses a and the pressure has not been of the kind one sees today that is my view all of you listening in uh, the chota hafta do subscribe so you can listen to the entire hafta we will see you again next week with the hafta till then subscribe pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served and advertisers pay advertisers are served thank you goodbye all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel <laughs>